Ah! I went to the dentist today. I don't know if you can tell. I can. Wow, they're not yellow. <laughs> they're off yellow. But welcome. Hi, everybody. It is another exciting episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah, we're going to be talking JR body shaming. Not, uh, you know, the topic of who JR is talking about. We're going to body shame JR's body talk. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about The Rock finally getting his big break. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, not just his TV show, but he's up for president again. Oh, boy. Matt, we're going to talk about wrestling, uh, try to, trying its best to rescue Valentine's Day. Yes, from the clutches of babies with bare butts and wings. Thank you, wrestling. We get to see oiled men in tight pants and butts. All right. Man, we're going to talk the Wednesday Night Wars as we do every week. It's our favorite thing. This week was a heck of a battle. Both shows really were gunning. Uh, we're going to talk former WWE stars headed to the Supreme Court to talk brain damage. Woo! Woo! Some implications on that one. And, Matt, we're going to talk the chasm. That is the Naya hole jokes as it widens even further. My God, WWE writers are doubling down on their holes. Matt, that much more in a tight, concise show with probably slim to none sidetracking events. Matt, we're going to stay focused. No way we're going to get off track on this episode. How are things at the Casa de... We don't know your boy's name yet. We're going to call him Little Mike. Matt, how's Little Mike doing over there? Well, our our parents... Oh, you, you know what's funny? That didn't even click. Um, Yeah, Mike. Oh, that would be funny. Oh, that just goes to show how little sleep you get uh, when you have a kid. My, uh, our parents have been calling him, uh, Finn, um, because early on we were thinking we were going to have a son and a daughter and we were going to name them Finn and Ray. And we thought that would be really cute. Uh, we did go with, uh, Ray as our middle name, uh, for our sweet young lady, but, uh, yeah, you can just keep calling the, the new boy Finn. Um, and I, you know, if you do that, I'm not going to slip and accidentally say, you know, a little Franklin. You have <gasps> really... You've really... It's not Franklin. I know. That's a stupid it's Parker name. Bordeaux. Really? Okay. <laughs> Matt, I got to tell you. We're going to go give with us... Parker or Brock. You can't no. decide. You, you got to give us the real name soon because very quickly, your your son's name, it's going to be a lot like Baby Yoda. And whatever you call him, we're going to be like, yeah, whatever, Finn. Come on, Finn. <laughs> it, it's Grogu. <laughs> okay, Finn. You're Finn now. <laughs> Trust me, when you hear his name, it, you're going to have fun with it. I, I'm already having fun with it. The The problem is having too much fun because then I want to say it. And yeah. like when our parents come over to babysit little baby girl, uh, I, I'm always like this close to throwing it out there. And that uh, I, I'm not I'm not concerned about our parents learning the name. I'm concerned yeah. about the thrashing I will receive uh, from my wife. So well, that you know, uh, we did have a wrestling baby reveal uh, this week. Uh, Cody's gonna have a girl. Woo! Yeah, all whole everything wrestling plug. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, wrestling plug. Oh, you um, changed your your logo back. I, I thought that yeah. that new one was pretty sweet. Um, I like WPI. I feel like a like like a private detective or something like WPI wrestling plug with like a what was it? there. I, I threw that up there because I thought it would help the transition uh, from discussing 
you know, oh, all, all, everything is in reference to my 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 son coming, and of course Cody's yeah. uh, child. Well, <laughs> I involved. Uh, I got it everywhere. Man, you know, I had a whole one liner ready for this one too. All right, so <laughs> Cody, Cody announced the birth of his daughter. Um, anyone else surprised it wasn't during a picture in picture, like they do the rest of the women's division? Bingo! Yeah! Woo! Woo! Out of his, there! His son's announcement would have been a main event, but okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, you know, we actually did get a real women's match this week. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah! Wrestling Plug, Inc., we will get to the bottom of all things fruit roll-ups. WPI is on the case. <laughs> Love it. You know, don't be afraid to use all your, your senses, including taste, to taste those fruit roll-up pants, those sweet, strawberry, fruity, stretchy pants. Delicious. Hey, you know, just to, like you said, you didn't want to get off topic, but to get off topic, <laughs> I don't know if you caught Seth Rollins' outfit at SmackDown. Um, I missed it. Mike, that was, I don't know... It could be a fruit roll-up, Mike. It was it was like black. It was a black leather suit with a black leather shirt. I, Mike, wish he had done a white tie because he would have looked like a delicious, tasty, super manufactured. So it had to be this hostess cupcake. I thought he oh. looked so slick. Like little little swirly light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if his, if he could have done like a bolo tie and had it twirl. Yeah. All the way down. That would have been. Oh no! I lost one of my little. Keep talking. I lost a little rubber lost thing. And I can't get it to stay in my ear. Yeah, I like when uh, the wrestlers have outfits that look uh, edible. Um, that's why Nakamura's doing great in our hearts. Uh, I'm really excited for Seth. Oh boy, Amy Dalton weighing in. Uh, Rollins was pleatherful. Mmm, love it. I like that because you were you were saying edible and the pleatherful just also continue that just rolls right <laughs> off the tongue as well. And her new image is fire, by the way. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Amy, I'm a, we're digging that that new profile picture. I, <laughs> that was that was sweet. <laughs> and and then of course, like uh, in, uh, yeah, blackberry keep... fruit roll up suit, uh, Rollins Messiah of lunch snacks. I like that a lot too. <laughs> We we should oh do a thread on, uh, and we're going to give this away to somebody else who's got the time on Twitter right now, but we should do a thread of pro wrestlers <laughs> in snacks and just do <laughs> Nakamura as uh, fruit roll-ups. We're going to do Seth Rollins as a hostess cupcake. Um, I'm going to say Otis as a bag of hams. <laughs> classic snack. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but the day after Christmas, I'm carrying around a bag of ham, so I, <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> Do hams come in bags? Do you have to... I don't know. I mean, what? like, it's once it's in a Ziploc bag when it's a leftover. That's where that's coming from. All uh, right, well, let's stay focused enough. here, Matt. We're going to stay right. focused. All right, Matt, this past Valentine's Day, ooh, not, uh, not my favorite holiday. But wrestling did its damnedest. To uh, make it palatable. Matt, I'm going to give you th three minutes on the clock here. I want you to sell me on how great Vengeance Day was. All right. You are on the clock. Go. Uh, I had, okay. Um, I if you want to be that. presidential and like thank some people while you're thinking of something cool to say, you know, you can do that too. And you know. I didn't, I wish it had said in the show notes, <laughs> and I'm fine wasting the minutes here. 
I wish it had said, Matt, I'm going to throw, you, I'm gonna throw your curveball and, and you're going to improv. What? Look, Vengeance Day. <laughs> hey, President Biden, was, let's keep going, huh? Come on, you got a, a rebuttal's on its way. Let's Vengeance go. Day was <laughs> chock full of enjoyment, just especially for Matt. Um, I think the only thing that I was disappointed with, but was immediately sold on in NXT this past week, was just not getting a Grizzled Young Vets victory. But uh, MSK, I mean, earned it, deserved it all the way. Uh, but Mike, you had Dexter Loomis possibly murdering Austin Theory. We've got the answer that he's not. But I, 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 I for me personally, that was probably number one uh, moment of the whole night, despite there being just out of this world wrestling, including another like. How many times have we put down Finn Balor and now he's in NXT just coming up with match of the year after match of the year after match of the year. And, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't not be excited about Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, but Mike, the end of that night, I would say, and I, I put it on our, uh, on our YouTube page, there's a video you can check out about the undisputed era breaking up in five different ways. Some crazy ideas I came up with that this could go. Uh, so I highly recommend you check it out. If you're watching this on YouTube now, just subscribe. And when we do more videos like that, you're not going to miss them. But go through the channel. You can see uh, what I put together. We can even talk about those ideas if you want, Mike. But basically, the way I started that video, Mike, that could have been I, easily one of the biggest NXT TakeOver endings I think we've ever gotten. Because you've got a finish to that match. you got, I, I mean, it's it's... It wasn't anything where you got this huge news of Adam Cole super kicking Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, and it ruined the match. You yeah. got your match. You got your A-plus match, your five-star, whatever you want to grade it. Those two put on a hell of a show, but then you got one of the biggest stories, I think, in uh, NXT NXT history, right? I mean, one of the other big ones is when uh, Undisputed Era arrived, so I have no problem saying that this is another huge storyline that they're going to they're going to put together for us. Uh, we're still seeing all the different elements of the recipe that are being put together, but uh, destroying the Undisputed Era is something that just was so out in left field for me because I saw what I saw was a new Bullet Club forming that would compete directly uh, for about two seconds. You know, that's what we thought. And then yeah. Adam Cole super kicked Finn Balor. Then he super kicks Kyle. And Roddy is just completely distraught. I, That'll be a moment. I, I might just fast forward to the end of that show just to watch that happen over and over again because be, just because of Roddy's yeah. reaction because he he was Time. all of us. He, he was the fan. Oh, right. no. I actually right. went three minutes? That felt like five minutes. Jesus. That was, that was like, like three and a half. That was like three and a half. Um, right. So, Matt, I'm just going to say that uh, I, I've been uh, – you know, really focused on AEW. Um, I haven't watched as much NXT television as I should have. And boy, do I regret it. Uh, Vengeance Day just, you know, it's like they watched WrestleMania 3 and watched people blab about it, you know, 20, 30 years later. And they're like, man, that Macho Man Steamboat match. What a humdinger that was. And then every time they produce an NXT pay-per-view, they go, what if we do like four Macho Man Steamboat matches? Huh? Let's book four of those bitches. Yeah. And then here we were again. Um, you know, the, the tag team matches uh, were excellent. Uh, you know, Io Shirai and, oh, my God, Mercedes Martinez. Tony Storm was so hot, the table broke on its own. My God. Uh, Kushida and Johnny 
we're just uh, doing, you know, uh, spinning plates uh, on top of each other, exchanging uh, submissions, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the matchbook pins. Um, all that stuff was great. And I got to say, every time I watch Pete Dunne matches, I'm just surprised that more people don't just, uh, like, break and say, you know what? I submit. I'm tired of getting my fingers broken. I'm out of this match. Because every time... I don't think anyone sells like a one-off. I don't know what to call it. I, I, it's not a, it's not a hold. It's just kind of a dick move. He just does like a playground, busts, busts all your fingers. I don't know how people keep going after that. I would just lay down and give up. Um, My thing so, is, I watched that happen, and it's like yeah. a magic show to me. I'm leaned not in, always trying to figure out how the heck does he do that. How does he do it? It's, I want to know the trick. I want to know flex. the magic behind yeah. it. It's all in the flex. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of visual going on. You don't know where to look. You're watching his hands, and you know the 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 poor victim is you know really just going like this. If you look at the other side, just whoop. But oh man, that that's uh, like your dad stealing your nose. Like you're still trying to figure it out. You know, 30 years later, um, that's going to be us watching the WWE Network when we're 70 years old, Matt. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, I'm going to just hop on your coattails for one quick thing with the uh, Grizzled Young Vets. No, they didn't win the tournament. But I think you could arguably say one of uh, NXT's strengths is they try to get everybody over. And MSK got the win. So they get the, the Dufty Rose. They get to hold that, that beautiful golden cowboy boot, monkey butt ugly trophy. But then they still got to use a... <laughs> They still got to get themselves over by getting just a shred of microphone time. So anytime the Grizzled Young Vets get to use a microphone, they're over. So in essence, two teams got over while only one actually got a victory. So I think home run once again. Matt, I can't wait for next Valentine's Day. Boom. Three minutes. <laughs> I feel like we should both try and book what Dusty would have preferred as a as a trophy. Like, like a big old ugly monkey butt. <laughs> do you want a golden monkey butt? Whatever, whatever you do, darling, don't you dare use them damn stupid boots. I don't want to see that shit anyway around my name. You know the what? I boots were the bane of my you... existence, daddy. Sure. <laughs> All times booties. I don't. I don't know how you get it done, but uh, I'm the American dream. So give me a nice little cloud right above the trophy. I want to see it puffing. I want to see it hanging from nothing. <laughs> Yours is really strong on the New York side. Yeah, I'm really... There's a lot... I don't know which Rhodes brother that is. That's pretty good. I just, I'm just um, throwing in the list, but I don't have anything else to add to it. Uh, you're saying it's pretty good. It's the nicest thing you've ever said about one of my impressions because it was... <laughs> it's always poo-poo. Sometimes we say things. Matt, once again, uh, The Rock is he's getting a big break. And I'm not talking about his television show, which a uh, friend of the show, Brandon West, said uh, pretty good. So uh, I'm probably going to have to give that a watch, um, at least one episode. We watch enough goddamn wrestling. We, we might enjoy a fictionalized, fun version of The Rock's childhood. But, Matt, what is going on? Apparently, he's in the news again to run for president. Matt, don't we have yeah. Joe Biden for eight years? He's no, because he'll he'll be dead shortly, uh, and it'll be. Here's the thing. This is what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Like uh, Kamala, I'm guessing will be president soon, within the next eight years. 
If this was The Rock versus Kamala, uh, in in four years, because Joe dies, Harris takes over. Like I just don't. Yeah, I think you're right. So we're talking like eight years from now. If if it's something where he's going to join uh, the Democratic Party. Oh, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. So what I wanted to ask you, Mike, with The Rock saying, if the people want it, I'm going to do it. That's what he, he has said? He has been very critical of Trump. Yeah. Hold on, is that what that, he said? That's right? the line oh. that we got. Woo! Yeah. Wow. I mean, his movies suck, and people still like pay up the butt to go to the theater and rent this stuff. They don't, they love this guy, man. His movies are terrible. Um, he, but it doesn't he matter. Is, he is absolutely the number one charmer in action films ever. I, I love his movies because the rocks in it, they are bad, but we also like go back and watch Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Like they're, they're bad too. Don't, don't just cloud it because of, because you're watching it with your child, you know, your your the eyes that my child beard are eight beer years old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let so, me give you a quick run through, man. Skyscraper. Central I Intelligence. It. Did you watch Rampage. these movies? Hobbs and Shaw. All right, Jumanji, I kind of like Jumanji. Um Baywatch. I can't actually I didn't watch you that. You know what? Baywatch is good. Hercules. That one I did not catch. I I'm shocked though that I've seen all of these. San Andreas, Pain and Kane, Faster, Empire State, GI Joe, The Game Plan, Tooth Fairy. Oh my God, just a who's who here, Matt. Um, God, there's a lot of Fast and Furious movies. I can't believe the Rock spent so many of them. Um, I was really bummed for his uh, his presence in Doom. I thought that he would get. I didn't think he would just be uh, kind of unceremoniously killed there, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he, fact, has, I, he has Schwarzenegger's career. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, you can't really go through Schwarzenegger's and go, wow, these are all perfect movies. These are timeless um, so, he's our, he's our generation's, you know, action, action super-duper star. There's no denying that. But, uh, like I said, the, the difference between him and Schwarzenegger is the charm, right? And it's not about the accent. I mean, it is about The Rock being The Rock. There's a reason that he's got a TV show on right now and, and what that TV show is about. Like, I, it's like, I don't know. I, here's the thing. This is what I wanted to ask you because I'm not sure if I could, if I could continue to vote the way I should vote. I was going to ask you who you, who you would vote for if it was The Rock versus Kamala. No. Because I'm not 100% I mean, sure that he would be a part of the Democratic Party, and he hasn't necessarily come out and said what he would do. I think it would be uh, pretty stunning news uh, to see him go on the other side. Um, I, I would probably still vote for Kamala, um, and I think it would be a, a moot vote, because I think as soon as The Rock declares... Uh, there's going to be a lot of people who've had pretty quiet voting records coming out of the woodwork, um, you know, to put their bid in for the hero of uh, Hobbs and Shaw and Fast and Furious Nine, um, because I, you know we've we've talked about this where <laughs> uh, some of our favorite 
you know, people, talking heads, uh, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson among them, you know, why don't we just get the best people to run for president? Why is it always politicians? Uh, and his thing was, yeah, why don't we just get the great minds of Earth, or at least the United States, and let them kind of jockey um, to be the leader? And Matt, The Rock is a positive influence. He gives back to the community. Um, he impacts lives positively everywhere he goes. Uh, for yeah. me, I have a bottle of his tequila sitting in my dining room. <laughs> um, he's brought us a lot of joy. Uh, These are the thoughts that are going to go through your head while you're in the voting booth. Oh, man, what a lot of deliberation it's going to be in that voting room, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I don't gonna, even keep the line moving. <laughs> all you have to do is when you walk in, you say, I'm voting for Kamala. And then when you go in there and you lock the door, you vote for The Rock because he's The Rock. Come on. There's, this is where I wanted this to go. There's going to be a lot of voter fraud because for me, I'm going to want to vote for both. So I'm going to have two ballots. So it's it's really going to be tough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it would be funny if if he did run for uh you know if he ran as a Democrat like I think he would absolutely crush because yeah. if he if he writes on if he writes if he uh, runs on the right platform you you get the the liberal side of the vote needs to hear the right things out of your mouth the the like the conservative side needs a face that they that they trust. And Mike, there's a lot of pro wrestling fans on the conservative side. Diehard pro wrestling fans. And when they hear The Rock tell them that they, you know, they they need to stop being so concerned about matching up the Bible with their, their government's uh choices and decision making, they're gonna listen. I think yeah. it would be an absolute landslide victory if he if he ran on the Democratic side. If he ran on the Republican side, I think it would be a little too on the nose. And uh, I think he, uh, I think it would, he probably, you know, it would be, it would be nice to go in the booth and actually have to like weigh, you know, your options instead of, well, I guess I'll just do a straight ticket, you know, and then I would have to be like, wow, this is really a tough decision. I don't think I've ever made one of those before. Do you, do you ever, uh, do you see on the ballot where they do like a picture of the candidate you're voting for, for people that can't read? No, I've never no, seen No, you haven't noticed that? Um, so I just, I mean, I don't know how you... I don't know why that has anything to do with anything. Huh? Why would a picture of their face matter? I So if you saw that picture of The Rock smiling back at you, I don't know how I could not vote for it. I mean, I just, I mean have you seen Kamala's smile? I mean... <laughs> yeah! No, it's beautiful. Pretty sure. I'm talking about The Rock smile. <laughs> Mike, that big talk- Hollywood, toothy white... Bleach teeth smile. You know that we've had conversations. We've had conversations (laughs) outside of this podcast about the safest a grown man can feel is if the rock wrapped his arms and legs around your body (laughs) and whispered in your ear, I got you. Like that is the safe that's the safest any human can feel. I picked a grown man because I'm assuming people can look through Walk through my backwards hat, my my giggling delivery, and say, "I think that's yeah. a man. He's got two kids, almost." Um, but yeah, like I, you know, we we used to talk about that because we were so charmed by the Rock. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I guess I guess Kamala Harris is the one I'd rather hang out. Yeah, all right, 
Let's be yeah, politically just, correct. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, it's huh. uh, it's no, I, it's it's going to be incredible news if he actually runs. Um, and it'll really really be a tough day in the old in the old booth for the brothers of discussion. Matt, we got to bring it a little serious here. Um, you had a uh, had a note here that former WWE wrestlers are taking their um, you know, brain damage cases to the Supreme Court. Um, what do you got for us on that one? Yeah, it's actually it's, it's actually quite odd to, to read. This was something that was uh, reported by ESPN. But, of course, you know what? I, I take that back. That was just an Associated Press article that they're posting. So it's just, okay. you know, everybody's got the same story. I shouldn't say it's reported by ESPN. Anyway, um, the, it, it's, it's just odd to me what's going on because uh, when you look through the names of, of people that are involved in the lawsuit, and this is through the Associated Press, uh, the nine names that they mentioned are all dead pro wrestlers. Um, mm. And so part of the association that the uh, the group that, that's actually running this litigation is, is like that's part of the assessment here is, is what did pro wrestling do to one's brain and part of the people that are suing are, are now deceased. Um, so there's going to be more news for this coming out, I, I think it's just something that should get attention from our community because it's it's one that, um, you know, I think if the WWE stood up and took, took some responsibility for a business that definitely did a lot worse in regards to protecting brains, but still doesn't do a heck of a lot, like they, they could do more, um, you know, and we're bad we're terrible people for watching it. And here we are, like I'm bringing it up. Uh, it's just one of those things that if we can give it more attention, we know like what happens in other companies, uh, like they'll be held accountable. And we're not necessarily talking about what else is on TV. You're talking about like those indie shows uh, where guys go out and nearly kill themselves. And we almost lost David Arquette because he was in a death match. Um, we have not seen the of end of death matches either. Um, right. We just got Moxley and Omega I, announced on I mean, Dynamite. I don't think we're gonna have to worry about any near deaths there. But you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like on on that indie side where they don't have the money, uh, and we're still you know we're still craving that hardcore. Uh, we got the bloodlust, right? That's uh, that's <laughs> that that's why Gladiator. Uh oh, playing. somebody uh, got their bell rung. It's like, uh oh, my brain's bleeding. Right. So, so the, the, the bigger part of this is that this should get, I think this should get more notice. Uh, and like I said, we're not getting like any decisions here. This is just moving up to the Supreme court. So uh, the WWE is about to get a lot more famous to anybody that's kind of let it drop to the back of their mind uh, for those yeah, folks but... that don't care about pro wrestling. Um, it, it's just something where they're going to go, wow, this is still happening kind of thing. Um, at least, uh, at least we know where all that Fox money is going to go, huh? Right. Painful uh, lawsuits. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have more to report on that. I, I suggest everybody takes their time and goes over to ESPN and reads that Associated Press article uh, just to get caught up because even there, there wasn't much reporting uh, or uh, I guess weren't a lot of opinions or anything being shared. But it, again, I, I think it's just a good reminder for everybody to keep their, uh, keep sniffing around for that news. Um, don't forget that there's still a lot of things that this business needs to take responsibility for. And like, 
the NHL, NFL have taken responsibility somewhat, and uh, yeah. they've paid off the behind. But more importantly, when they take responsibility, they make better decisions going forward. And um, the WWE has made some good decisions, but uh, I think if the industry can recognize it as something of, of, of a failing, um, it, it'll be safer. It'll be better for the pro wrestlers that we love. And even if they're willing to say they want to put their bodies on the line, uh, sometimes lives on the line, I th I think that's okay for them to say. But I also think it's okay for us as viewers to say, why don't we try and make sure that they don't have to do that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, long and short of it, uh, everybody educate yourselves. Uh, but, yeah, this uh, case that has been going on for years is uh, is moving up to the Supreme Court. About damn time. All uh, right, Parker de Bordeaux signs with the WWE. Baby Lesnar, Mike, is uh, what he's been called across social media. Um, I think it's exciting. Our uh, our blogger, uh, Jesse, from uh, Red Wings Rant, our other podcast. Um, yeah. He actually got a DM from Parker just by uh, hey. taking his side. Yeah, that was pretty neat. And and uh, Parker actually uh, initiated, so I, I was pretty proud of him. Uh, cool. I. I teased him a little bit and I teased him so hard that I realized that it looked terrible because we don't, you know, we don't really talk that much. He's just our blogger. And yeah. uh, I really railed into him like, you know what? This is baloney that you're getting these DMs. And I was straight fit. I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I, I sound yeah, even I dumber now. <laughs> anyway, proud, proud of Jesse for getting that DM rolling. I tried to turn it into a conversation to get him on the show, not get anything from it, but uh Mike, he's a he's a beast, and uh, if if this goes along the same lines as Brock Lesnar, uh, we better goddamn get a father son story out of this uh, because I, I don't know what else I don't know if there's any other reason you bring this guy on board because you've got a Brock Lesnar. Sure, he's aging, but uh, take advantage of the one storyline that should come out of this: father son, Brock Lesnar, Parker Bordeaux. Well, I think the uh, the other possible storyline is that he is the son of Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how that turns out. Um, Matt clearly. Hey, not maybe there's a whole carrying cross uh, infusion we can get there. A love triangle there, and yeah. yeah, they can fight for the love of their beautiful bouncing baby boy. Um, speaking of bouncy boys, uh, Jr. Uh, Jim Ross, as he's known on uh, All Elite Wrestling. Man, is he uh, driving me nuts. Um, I think Tony Schiavone and Excalibur do a really good job of consistent, um, authentic enthusiasm every single week on Dynamite. They seem prepared. They're professional. Um, I, I honestly feel like I'm in a time machine because it doesn't feel like Schiavone has aged a day. Um, he's a lot like Bilbo Baggins where you haven't aged a day. And uh, then there's Jim Ross. That guy just can't stop focusing on, like, the look or the, in this this week's episode, the weight of uh, some of the women on the show. And it never feels like the focus is on, like, you know, their, their aims, their goals, uh, you know, what they want to do in the company, um, their ability to entertain. Um, it always feels like such a... a uh, like a vain, you know, uh, exterior only assessment of what's going on in the ring. And for some reason, Matt, we were treated to maybe AEW's 
it's got to be like top five women's match that company's ever had. Um, and it was just a first rounder for that tournament to see who's going to eventually fight Sheeta. And it was uh, uh, Riho uh, doing battle against Serena Deeb. And my God, they actually got time. That um, was crisp. There, there weren't any, um, you know, weird, weird botches or, you know, because I know that they have been trying to trot out, you know, some some people that they're excited about who are a little bit more green. And then because the women's division gets so little presence on the show, it makes people think, oh, their division doesn't know anything. And it's not that. They don't get time. They don't get opportunity. They don't get reps. Um, and then they put in these two, you know, women who are so polished, so experienced. Um, and they, they put on a show that, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, it should have been a pay-per-view. It, it, like, it was that high a quality. And for some reason, Matt, just... <laughs> I don't understand if they're just letting, you know, JR go off the cuff. Um, if that's part of the script, you know, to sell that this is a real underdog match with, you know, Riho coming back. This is her big return. Uh, but we didn't get any of that discussion. We, we didn't get any of that from, you know, who should have been the color commentator. All we got is she weighs 98 pounds. Matt, is there... Is there is there any way in a production level, like as far <laughs> as selling the Riho character, that that is beneficial to her and the women's division? Is is there something I'm not seeing that I shouldn't have been grinding my molars over? Let me let me try and paint. Like, all right, so I'm done with Jr. Let me first of all say that. But maybe maybe what he's trying to do is say that it's so impressive that she hasn't floated out of the ring uh and she's well she's you, know, you, know, Shivani, you know Shivani, you ever see the uh he uh a w uh helium she she's like a she's like a helium a balloon my god Mike, I gotta get you in a room with Dusty and Jr. Just talking to each other. Let's get in uh, <laughs> Dusty that... Rose. We gotta talk about a lady who weigh maybe maybe half a half a liter of air, of li liquid air. She weigh a lot of. Josh, shut the fuck up! You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's two amazing, talented ladies out there busting their butt. Couple of ugly monkey ball wrestlers, and you in here talking about uh, how much a weight. You shouldn't be talking about no weight. Look at your fingers with all that barbecue sauce you selling and chucking out there. You got a snake oil salesman with that sweet baby rave rip off. Get out of here, JR. I'm going to take my golden trophy booth and shove them right up your black cowboy ass. Get out of here. Good Lord. That was beautiful in every sense of the word. Um, I... Look, I mean, I couldn't even try and put together like what he's trying to do, but besides just saying like this is so impressive because she's so small, isn't yeah. it incredible? But um, honestly, it's not like that's that's me trying to find a way to to have it make sense. But he it, it, he it, to be creative in that for that women's division is so yeah. far beyond what his brain is capable of. And I'm sorry, I'm throwing out brain. If the, the fact of it is, is that we don't owe a guy who's asked to talk, who yeah. is beyond that capacity. We don't owe him anything. He could stick around and collect a paycheck. That's fine. But he's doing no service to this division, to to a crowd of, uh, 
you know, there's there's a good crowd of people that defend that that AEW is doing the right thing by this division when they absolutely are not. So part of his job, as it's always been, as he likes to tell everybody that there wouldn't be a Stone Cold without him. Part of his job is to, is to continue to build up these superstars when he's on television, and if we can hear him doing it with the male roster, and he open, I mean, actively fails the women's division week after week, along with the, along with the production crew. Honestly, like you mentioned, that's, that's, every week you, you summed it up beautifully. <clears throat> like you know the Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. <laughs> That does, you're right, that does help build Stone Cold. So when all you do is talk about, uh, well, uh, you know, you know uh, 90, 98 pound Excalibur, that, that doesn't sell shit. That is, that is shit. That doesn't sell the character. That doesn't add to her story. You're, you're 100% right, Matt. And I, I got to think that somebody in the back is cringing just a little bit because... Not only do we get that, all right, okay, maybe maybe we're going to make the argument, right? Okay, she's Riho's a, a slight of build, right? She's she's not Viscera out there. Got it. Okay. But can you also not call the AEW champion the WWE champion? Hmm. Mm hmm. How about that? Uh, we bought you a wanna... shirt with your, your jobs. It's right there. It's got your logo on it. Shani's <laughs> wearing one. Excalibur, I like look, that. To, look to the man when? on your left. All right, now look to the man on your right. <laughs> now, what's on those guys' shirts, JR? Is that a fucking WWE? No, I like two, that two when, he, letters. When, he, when he said it, though, on the Titan Tron, big old AEW. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't take it far enough. Look to the man on your left. Look to the man on your right. Look at the big fucking screen. Jim, what is up there? <laughs> it says All Elite Wrestling. God damn it. Oh, I know. It's, it reminds me of when we saw Van Halen a couple of years ago. And, uh, like, for the most part, you know, like Eddie and Alex and Wolfie. Well, Wolfie's in there, you know, for, uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Anthony on bass. And, you know, all the Panama, like you're, uh, well, kind. Of, let's let's get on. Come on, David Lee Roth, you got it. Panama, uh, <coughs> it's okay, man. It's over. It's a wrap. That's just it's. It just felt a little off, and this offness has just continued every week. <sighs> so we had to get it out of our system, Matt. We got two big segments left. Our favorite thing: Wednesday Night Wars, and we got to prep people quickly. Or the match where you slam people into steel. Unforgiving steel. My God. Uh, we did get uh, Greg threw out there. How do you think Lana would fare in the AEW women's division? I, I, I'm going to say, I know we wanted to move on, but this should be quick. I, yeah. I think at least to AEW's, um, like to, to defend what they're doing, they are focusing quite a bit on pro wrestling. Um, and I, I think whatever Lana's been able to do successfully hasn't really been in the vein of, heart, you know, I mean, it, the the talent is is very green. So I I don't know if she'd crack dynamite. 
I think she'd get a lot of dark AEW dark. I think she'd get whatever they do behind the scenes to prep for AEW dark. Um, I don't, I, I didn't really have a joke way of taking this, but I don't think it would go good. I'm going to say that, um, she has improved vastly. Um, I know that it's kind of, you know, dependent on her dance partners because she's looked good against, you know, like Asuka, who's, you know, been helping her along and, you know, helping get good matches out of her. Uh, but she didn't completely embarrass herself, you know, in matches against Nia Jax recently. You know, that table match was almost watchable. Um, and I think if she did enter AEW, no, she's not, you know, as great a wrestler as Serena Deeb or Riho or, um, you know, the doctor. Um, but I think she is really charismatic. I mean, she got over that whole, you know, ravishing Russian character. Um, we do love Rusev and, you know, Miro is, you know, his, his own dude and he definitely gets himself over. But I think part of that love was, you know, Lana's efforts. So, you know, she's really good on the mic. Um, she's got the look. I think she's got the confidence. I think she'd be fine in AEW. I, I wouldn't be booking her to be the champ. Um, I don't want people walking out, you know, like, uh, when Enzo became cruiserweight champion, <laughs> but I do think that she would have an important spot on that roster. I do think that she would be able to succeed. Um, yeah, let's get into the Wednesday Night Wars, Matt. This was this was tough. Uh, I thought AEW was stacked. This is one of my favorite episodes in uh, probably about a month and a half. Um, yeah. I, I saw what was going on on NXT. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. Um, I Looking at the cards, Matt, just doing a you know a quick eyeball. Are you? Do you think the NXT won this week? It it's it's tough for AEW to take it, but I I know I'm okay saying just from the start just to get the ball rolling. I'll, I'll take I'll take the loss, even though I'm pretty confident in what happened this All week. Right. Just so we can get the conversation moving. Let's get um, it moving. Well, that I, means you get first. to bat lead off. Yeah, moment number three. Uh, number three, Mike. Uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon take down the way, which of course is uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. But yeah. Mike, this is number three. Because Austin Theory had one of the most hilarious like arrivals to the to the entrance ramp, and th this is why uh, the weight uh, lost. And I, I I don't know if it's about continuing to build Shotzi and Ember because I still see them primarily as singles wrestlers. So if we need the division to be bolstered, then that's why they got the win. Because uh, I think there were some other options you could have given some wins to. But uh, you know what? This could have like that could have been. Um, like a rematch, or maybe, you know, get Raquel and Dakota mixed in there. But anyway, it's not about uh, Shotzi and Ember getting the win, but I am happy they are putting some W's on board. Uh, like they, they started this segment by reminding us of the beautiful uh, Dexter Loomis moment of stealing Austin Theory away. Uh, but then Austin Theory <laughs> made his triumphant return. And, and again, uh, this is number three because it was also a fun match to watch. But Austin Theory comes out in this half-cut, this cut-off shirt, Short shorts, and he's jumping in the air like when he realizes that he escaped Dexter Loomis, and the embrace from Johnny Gargano was, I, I mean, it was absolute gold. Like, I've been pretty down on the way, and yeah. I, I wasn't quite sure where to put my finger on it, 
but this was an absolute great way to tell me like all right this this really is goofuses that are run like goofuses that can wrestle like i i think it's just tough for gargano to really pinpoint what's he want what he wants to be promo wise but if he can be a goofus i'm a thousand percent on board we've said it a million times give me the comedy acts in pro wrestling i think it works it's it works on me and dr yeah. loomis pretending to kill a guy that's <laughs> that yeah you know, all right uh mike uh number three for uh aew oh man yeah jeffrey Dahmer. he was like uh the benny hill of his time you know uh so this was a stacked AEW, so my God, at moment number three, uh, the Young Bucks defending the tag titles was moment number three, Jesus, against Santana and Ortiz, who, you know, Sammy Guevara left the inner circle. And I think a lot of us were kind of like, oh, this was Santana and Ortiz's time, because I'm tired of them being in the background. I'm tired of them being on the coattails of Jericho, who's, who's excellent. But uh, they're one of the best tag teams in the world. We kind of want to see them get back to what they do best. And uh, luckily, the referee, you know, uh, attempted to get rid of the uh, inner circle so we could actually see these teams wrestle. Uh, they did not let us down. Uh, this was, you know, about a 15-minute match reminder of what badass motherfuckers Santana and Ortiz can be uh, when they're not worried about, you know, the drama with, you know, Chris Jericho being, quote, the tag team slut. Um yeah, I mean, there was just incredible spots by both these teams. They never felt like spots. It, it just felt like a natural progression of, well, we got to keep escalating our offense if we're going to win this match. And the Bucks are like, we got to keep escalating our offense if we're going to defend these titles. Um, like the just that snowball, you know, from, you know, the little, the little handful of snow into the, you know, the abominable beast that the end of the match turned into. And it, Matt, this is the second time we're going to reference Steamboat and Macho Man. It ended up on a roll-up, and it just felt like, oof, this is a rubber match, but we know there's more to come because we deserve basically a 60-minute match out of these guys, and they would be able to pull it off and keep uh, you know, the interest of the fans just glued to the TV because they're so talented. Oh, this was moment number three. Stunning. Uh, it, it really is uh, incredible, too, to just know that this wasn't anything that for weeks that we knew it was coming. And yeah. it can still just toss that together. Two yeah. of the best tag teams in the world. Just throw it. Whatever. Random, random week. Boop. Toss it out. All right. Uh, number two, Mike, for NXT. This is really tough because there was a really great promo this week um, from Pat McAfee and uh, Kyle. And I wish I could give a lot of time to them. So I'm just going to say it was really good. But, Mike, we got a Kushida uh, hoverboard lock on Tyler Russ for the win. I think this is one that, like, I feel like my number two every week is always, like, a great wrestling match without a ton of story. But this one, uh, you had Malcolm Blevins actually, um, sorry, Bivens, uh, ending the match for Tyler Rust. And it was something that I just want to see what happens next because Rust and uh, Bivens, like, working together seems odd at the start. And now they're they're going to start, you know, like, this is this is going to create some animosity between the two as Bivens is managing Rust. Uh, but this is just such a great match from Kushida. And I that the what was going on before was just some great Matt wrestling, uh, great counters to different holds and locks. And Rust actually got 
on top of Kushida that he then like rolled into a hoverboard lock. So after a few seconds of holding that, he he rolls it up. Bivens throws in the towel. I'm intrigued to see what happens next because they are building Rust as like this. He's really good. It's just luck isn't turning his way. And it looked like it was finally going to turn for him. And then this is what happened. But take all that away. Take all the story away. These two really tore it up in regards to Matt wrestling. I think NXT seems to be the place to find your technical Matt wrestling. And we've talked about that for months, if not a, you know over a full year now. Uh, but that match was probably match of the night if you want to look for something that was pretty technical and you know, very impressive from a lock hold and counter perspective. Uh, but yeah, give me that mixed in storyline. Boom. Number two, Mike, you're number two uh, from AEW. Man. Yeah. Uh, moment number two was, uh, man, it was a uh, butcher and blade teaming up with Eddie Kingston uh, going up against Max murder Hawk and Ray Phoenix. I, <laughs> these guys, um, like the character work is is great, but the way that they they have such distinctly different styles, it just it felt beautiful. It it felt like that um, kind of that flow when you play uh, Doom, the 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 newer game on you know PlayStation Four and Xbox, where oh I got some you know I got some uh, you know some run of the mill zombies coming. I'm going to use a machine gun, and that's like the most efficient way to kind of spread bullets. You know, take them all out at once. That was kind of Ray Phoenix, just kind of flying all over, doing damage, doing a little bit of damage to everybody. And then you've got, you know, these floating demons uh, that need a big punch. So then we bring in Murderhawk, and he's just throwing bombs, uh, which is the only way you kill these floating demons with these bomb grenades. Beautiful. And then you need to reload. Man, there's only one way to reload. That's you crank up your chainsaw and go face first into, you know, hordes of demons. And that was Moxley going head first into punishment and coming out slightly uh, less damaged than his opponent. So that's, that's usually his uh mo in a wrestling match um it was just beautiful to watch these guys actually portray their characters through violence um and then butcher and blade are just such underrated workers um uh, blade is on my list with uh carl anderson for guys who are cut like julian salads and then uh don't get the credit for putting all that work into their physiques because he's part two of a tag team that doesn't really get a chance to be in the main event um, incredible workers, and then um, just the tease in this match because we love watching Eddie Kingston and Max go at each other. Um, and in the finish, you know, Max got to reference that bulldog hold he used to, to beat Kingston, um, you know, from when Moxley was uh, still champion. And then the announced team just did that little, that little, little storytelling nugget. They just planted that, that little seed about, you know, Eddie Kingston. And Mox, Mox wanting to be friends with Eddie again one day. So maybe we'll see it someday, man. Maybe. But I think that leads us into your dishonorable mention. I know you have a hard time picking those for NXT, but Matt, was there a dishonorable mention this week? You, you mark of Mark, you. You mark of Marks. Speaking of being a Mark, I mean, you also had that great moment this week where Zia Lee, Mark, Kat, and Zaro. Uh, as Ooh. the next uh, individual to be purged. Uh, so that was one where I was like, I'm just going to make this my honorable mention because I'm so bad at picking dishonorable mentions. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I really, like, they do such a good job from top to bottom. I think there's just a worse, like, the worst thing they've done. And then, you know, we rank the top three. I really struggle to find something that was bad because even like pat mcafee mike rolled in and said you guys are all idiots for trusting adam cole and i told you and i knew it all along 
And he created the hash, you know, hashtag Pat was right. And uh, he was. Uh, but my number one, Mike, easily, uh, we're going main event. Uh, because Adam Cole told us why he did what he did. Because, uh, you know, for some reason, he doesn't think aligning himself with Undisputed Era is going to help him get the NXT championship. So he interferes with the main event that was set up earlier in the night. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly delivered a hell of a promo, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Balor, uh, Roddy Strong, Pete Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch all get involved, and it creates a three-on-three battle. Uh, the match was fantastic because they were trying to tell the story the whole time about trust, and it really broke down. Roddy saves Finn Balor from getting knocked, and when he grabs Finn Balor on the back to help him stand up, Finn does uh, the Pele kick to Roddy. So they were they were buddies at that moment. Finn knocks out Roddy. He gives the, oh, no, I didn't mean to hit Roddy. Uh, and then all hell breaks loose because now Adam Cole's running to the ring. Uh, he takes out Kyle, and it looks like they're saying Kyle's going to be off TV because he had a fake, um, what did he seizure. have? He have a hemorrhage? Seizure. Seizure. Uh, yeah, yeah, hemorrhoid. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's just a no. I said a hemorrhage. I, yeah, oh, okay. I was close. Yeah, he had hemorrhoids, so he's gonna be out for a while. Because when you can't poop, uh, you can't wrestle. Uh, you can't Oof. do any. Okay, enough of the poop jokes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, th this was all around just a fun match to watch. I love the in-ring storytelling. Uh, it's always fun. Like sometimes you can you can walk the line. Uh, or, or, or when you toe the line like that, it gets a little like, okay, we do this a little too much with the accidental, you know, I'm going to hit my tag partner. And now he's going to hate me. Like sometimes that's a little too much, but this was already like bubbling. It wasn't out of nowhere. It made perfect sense for this. Um, but yeah, and then it, it ends with Adam Cole holding the NXT championship. Now I actually said, Mike, on that YouTube video I posted and, uh, thank you for everybody that's watched it so far. It's uh, doing pretty well. Um, I did say this would be the worst turnout is Adam Cole did all this just because he wants the NXT championship makes zero sense storyline wise. I hope that they build on it. I hope there's something else going on. He didn't say anything, but we're gathering all of this from him holding up the belt. Mike, your dishonorable mention for the week. Well, it was, uh, it was a scary moment, Matt. I, uh, I haven't been this nervous for the health and safety of a professional wrestler since I watched Bubba Ray Dudley powerbomb Mae Young through a table. Um, Matt, Sting dropped his bat uh, at AEW this week so he could take a, an ungodly bump uh, from Brian Cage. Um, I do want to add this caveat because when I commented on this on Twitter, people were like, ah, didn't look so bad to me. And I'm like, listen. I am fine with Brian Cage. He is a, a powerhouse. I've never watched one of his matches and been scared for the other person. He's super safe. Um, even when he's beating the crap out of Darby Allen, I still feel like Darby's okay. And I still feel like Brian Cage delivered the safest possible powerbomb where he launched him up, kind of fell back when he dropped him just to make sure that it's all back. It's all flat backing, as Sean Spears likes to say. All back, right? No skull, nothing bad, yeah. except that, you know, Sting's spine doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and uh, after that uh, bump, I know I know it was for the camera. And they, you know, positioned the camera. They were planning this. It's a planned spot. But still, he's an old man. We've, we've seen him break 
very recently. That's <laughs> the last time he took a bump. Yeah. Um, and I just, <laughs> I was scared for his life. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely wanted to queue up some of the Arrested Development. I've made a huge mistake means. Because uh, it, it didn't look good. <laughs> but he's fine. He's fine. Uh, but Matt, moment number one, it, it's, there's no question. It was one of the best women's matches that AEW's ever put on. And it's the first round of this tournament. It was Rio and Serena Deep. Um, God, just the Matt wrestling, the, uh, the twists, the turns, uh, the submissions, the reversals. Um, it was so just so seamless. Uh, I, I don't know. It's one of those matches where I, I almost don't want to, you know, say too much because it won't do it justice. This is one that you should just, you know what? I don't know what this AEW is all about. And I'll be like, well, let me help you out right here. Okay, fast forward past that old man getting power bombed. Okay, right here, there's 15 minutes of some of the best, you know, wrestling you're going to see this year. Um, and it, it definitely makes me think, you know, maybe we could have two women segments every week instead of just one. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we used our other women segment on, uh, you know, announcing the birth of our uh, gender of Cody's baby. But... Uh, Matt, the uh, tournament continues. I'm inspired to see more, and hopefully less of it's just on AEW Dark and you know, more of it's on the uh, scheduled programming on TNT so we can uh, rub elbows with uh, you know the boys like Snowpiercer and Shaq. Um, so, yeah, it was my moment of the week and uh, happy to be part of it. So I think, uh, are we doing on time? Woo, we're coming right up against yeah. it, so we're going yeah, to try and power through Elimination Chamber, Matt. Uh, I'm going to give you the card. I want you to just, right after that, we're going to start with the match you're most interested in because that's we're going to try and dedicate the match we're most interested in, most time to that. So here we go. Oof. For the Raw Women's title, Asuka, bless your soul. You're going to have to fight against Lacey Evans with Ric Flair in her corner. Barf! Le Bobby Lashley's going to defend that U.S. title, that beautiful gold belt against Keith Lee. Whoop, whoop! And Matt Bro. Matt, we've also got a double header, kind of, uh, where the official Elimination Chamber match for SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, King Corbin, don't you dare call me Baron, uh, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. Matt, the winner of that will be the number one contender and will have to cash in later that night against the Big Dog. Woof, woof. So Roman's just going to be sitting pretty, waiting to fight somebody who's off a six-man steel gauntlet match. What a champion. And then I got to think it's the main event because it's got, you know, the guy in the best kilt and he's got the biggest Claymore of the bunch. Matt, we're talking Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy in all his face-painted glory, Randy Orton in all his snake-like glory, Sheamus in all his, I don't know, white tank top glory, AJ Styles and Kofi <laughs> Kingston, fresh in off the Miz. They're all going to fight each other. And Drew is going to have to defend his championship in the chamber. Matt, which of those matches are you most geeked out about? Probably uh, probably the SmackDown or the, the Universal Ooh, title. You got to pick one. got to pick one. Did I not? You said, well, or I don't, you know, I don't want to commit. To no, I, I said, I said the, the elimination chamber. I didn't say or. You said SmackDown or Raw. No, I said... All right. Everybody, sorry, this is... I, it's on the I'll, tape. Play yeah, the tape Universal, 
I said the SmackDown or the Universal Championship Elimination Chamber match. Uh, however you wanted to term it is what I said. Okay, I blacked <laughs> out. I was on the tape. We're going to delete that part of the tape, so I look okay. Okay, so <laughs> Matt is really excited viewers. for that one. I hate that we're brothers because I'm also very excited for that match. But I'm going to swerve you. I'm very excited for Lashley, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. There, I said it. Ew, yuck. I'm just kidding. That I mean, yeah, this card is pretty hot. And I hope the match card stays this short. And I hope we go to bed by 9 o'clock. Because I'm excited to see what happens in all these. Um, I don't need a lot of rest holds. So, yeah, pre-tape it. Get me out of there in 90 minutes. I'll be a happy cat. Let's wrap it up. Um, <laughs> Matt, Why do we the... need these pay-per-views to be eight hours long? Give me 90 I... minutes, man. Make the Royal Where... Rumble long. I love the Royal Rumble. I don't need the Where... other ones to also be long. Oscar uh, is, is turning into like how you watch a Marvel movie. Like You're just watching it going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen after the credits. Um, but go ahead. Um, Oscar Lacey Evans. Uh, God, please let Oscar win. Uh, in some capacity, Charlotte's got to interfere, right? Yeah. I don't, it's kind of gross happen? that Asuka needs Charlotte right. interference to defeat Lacey, but it is for the... Pardon? pardon? Does this, I mean, she announced she was pregnant. Like, how do we how do we reconcile that with her, her baby bouncing around in the ring? Uh, she might do the baby finger poke of doom. I don't know. I'm a little scared. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I think Charlotte's going to come in and interfere. I, I, it's, it's obviously put together with no Asuka thought put into it. Um, which is super sad because she's, I think, always, cumulative. always, uh, she, uh, always smart booking when your champion is the third wheel. Uh, is it is it smart or is it the laziest thing that they could do? Because they're just they they well, can't think of a way to make I'm not one of them's pregnant. <laughs> I know. Let's get Ric Flair involved. Hey, uh, yeah, that, I thought he hooked up with one of the ladies. Storyline wise, that's why I'm not interested in this match. Uh, but you can't. You know, you can't not get excited once Asuka's music starts and she comes out there. So there's there's definitely that element. And she's one of the best wrestlers that's ever lived. So at least we get another Asuka match. We'll try to we'll just try to enjoy Asuka. Uh, Matt Lashley, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. I, I'm getting too excited for this because I have a feeling, not a feeling. I, I I want Matt Riddle to win. I know it's not going to happen. I know that this is Lashley's time, but I'm just thinking maybe. You know, if King Kong and Godzilla can beat each other up for a little bit, and then Mothra can just kind of swoop in, bro, you know, get a cheap victory, and then just float away off in a monster island, uh, I, I will be a happy man. I said it. I'm picking Mothra. I th okay. Uh, there's only one way that this... Was that a sigh or was that... <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of neat, like to to give Keith Lee a win. I I would say though that I just want Lashley to to continue to dominate. I I feel like he needs to be built up. I there there was a rumor I saw about him facing Brock Lesnar, so maybe that's how you get the title off of him. He beats Brock, and then he's in the championship conversation. He's a believable winner over 
whoever's WWE champion, all, all that thrown together. I uh, I still think Lashley's walking away with, uh, with the victory. I uh, I didn't know about the Lesnar rumors, so that actually probably does mean Keith Lee could be pinning Matt Riddle, and then Riddle will just start feuding with Keith Lee going forward, and Bob will you know fight Brock or something like that. It's it's not that far fetched. I could see it. Um, <laughs> we'll right, do the so match the where yeah, the next one that we're you know kind of excited about, not as as much. Uh, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, and Sheamus in the Raw Chamber. Um, we know Sheamus. He's coming out last. He's going to beat up Drew McIntyre. Um, I I don't know. I, it's, it sounds like a nightmare idea to have Drew leave without the belt because he's our, he's our hero. <laughs> but, I mean, like, like it just kind of feels like there's there's too many. We've, we've done a lot of pro wrestling recently where we've said – I don't know. Anybody can win. I'd be happy with it. And it's because of actually it's good booking. Mike, this is this is too many names where it's like, God, I, I don't hate him, but hopefully he doesn't win. And then there's one name where I'm like, get pin him first. Get him the fuck out of the ring, which is Jeff Hardy. No. Uh, I was going to guess. I think, oh. I, and I, I don't, again, the, the guys I don't hate, but I, I kind of don't want him to win. It, it, it is Kofi, Randy, and Sheamus. I think it would be kind of neat to see what happens if AJ takes the title because I think he's a guy that should be holding a title at all time, uh, times, all, all, all times. Why does that not sound right? All time, all, time. all times. Hey, it still says we're talking number one AEW segment. Damn it, I'm a bad production person. All right, um, where was I? Yeah, I, I, I guess I like the chaos of it, but I think AJ also has his bodyguard around, so I don't know if. That's going to make for a clean WrestleMania match. I don't know. What makes sense is Drew McIntyre takes this or Sheamus takes it. Um, but I really only want Drew McIntyre walking away with it. Mike, this might be one of those instances where I love Drew so much. It's going to be really hard for me to justify him ever losing the title. I know. Um, when you I got to say, I don't, hard, I don't even see Randy participating. I in some capacity, I think he's just going to get sucked into hell by the fiend. Um, Jeff Hardy has a 0% chance of winning. Um, I, 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 I like the Seamus story, but I, I just want the one-on-one -on -one with Drew. Um, and honestly, the way AJ Styles is, you know, not had the most glamorous WrestleMania resume. Um, I mean, you know, people did like, and we liked it too, you know, his match, um, the Boneyard with Undertaker. But I think it would be cool to kind of pad that resume with something against McIntyre. And I think that uh, Drew and AJ really could, you know, bring the house down. So that, I think, and, you know, we're always trying to find some way for, for Drew to have, a, like, an obstacle that's, that's tough for him to overcome because he's been booked so dominantly, you know. Maybe it is AJ and Omos. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually, if we're going to pick an upset, I'm going to pick AJ. I, so yeah, you just us being brothers ruins everything again. Um, yeah. Drew, Sheamus is gonna probably take it, and uh, I'd love AJ to win as well. All right, <laughs> hey, Universal Championship Elimination Chamber, Mike. This is remember what I just said. Yeah, Mike. I don't even mind if Baron Corbin wins this thing. <laughs> All of these are gonna be awesome. I think what. What makes the most sense is probably just Kevin Owens thrown in there again, right? Like he's 
he's going to win. Like he's going to persevere because he needs another fight with Roman. Um, Sami Zayn would be, that would be a fucking amazing. I would absolutely love and adore Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan would be an A plus. Cesaro would be an A plus. I mean, Corbin would be the only one where the next match against Roman absolutely is nowhere near a five-star match, but it would still be kind of funny just to see the chaos on Twitter. Um, and then Jay uh, being involved too. Uh, there, there's the fun in that where it's just he's going to lay down at the end of the night for Roman. Or uh, we get another Uso interference and they try and take down Roman, which isn't successful, which would be, that would be pretty sweet. Like if they're trying to like, um, Uso mania. Yeah. If they're trying to like pull back or, or like, um, God, what's the word? Like, like they're hiding in plain sight just by agreeing with Roman. And then all of a sudden, boom, they, they really come at him. Now Roman still wins that, but that could turn into something really cool where if they can't do the rock trying to fight for the honor of the family maybe both the uso brothers are in a handicap match against roman Ooh. i think it sounds silly for wrestlemania like when you first hear it but those three i think would put together a hell of a story especially with paul Heyman's help and i have all the confidence in the world that that would end up being like a 10 star match like those how many times have the usos put together like oh my god that was one of the best tag team matches i've ever seen and picture them working together for the universal championship match against the the guy that we were, you know, supposed to hate or weren't supposed to hate, and we did, and now we're supposed to hate him and we love him to death. Uh Roman Reigns. I booked me that well, WrestleMania because I, mean, I, I think that would be a hell of a match. I mean the Bellas turned uh twin magic into like a five year career. So I think if at WrestleMania, you know, Jay's getting pounded, like, oh no, and then Jimmy rolls in, you know. Fresh as a pair of gym socks, and you know, pummels a, a an unsuspecting Roman Reigns. That would that would bring the house down. That would bring the Thunderdome house down uh, for the Usos. <laughs> I was gonna to, say <laughs> to steal the championship from Roman. But yeah, I think you're right on the money that um, basically anyone in this field would be pretty exciting. Um, the least of which being Kevin Owens, if only because we've kind of been saturated with the possibilities, you know, of that. Um, you know, and, and Kevin trying and failing, trying and failing, trying and failing. Um, right. I think the only way his would be interesting is if he finally overcomes Roman. Uh, but the, the likelihood of that just seems so low because of, you know, um, what's happened recently. But yeah, Sami Zayn being upset that, of course, the one time he gets an opportunity, you know, it's a conspiracy against him and he's got to fight a fresh Roman after he's been through hell. Um, like you said, with Jay, maybe doing some twin magic, some sneaky snake magic. Um, Corbin, you know, we've seen him uh, live in person have some great matches against Roman. <sighs> but uh, I don't think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. Um, I was just reading that he's now, um, like, he he gets to help book shows. He's part of creative now. And we know he's on the opposite of a revenge tour. He's, uh, you know, on a... Uh, uh, three second tan tour where he puts over all his great again. Yeah, he's putting over all his favorite guys, and I think this might be where he puts over Cesaro, and we get to see us, you know, uh, uh, an endurance test by uh, the Swiss Superman, and uh, finally get to see him have a you know real championship match against Roman, and uh, it's going to be a shame because there's nobody there in person to cheer for him, 
But uh, I'm picking Cesaro. I'm picking the Swiss Superman to ultimately, I, well, lose to Roman. What's What's really sad is Cesaro almost has to lose early in this because if it's Kevin Owens and Cesaro at the end of this because they want to book Cesaro as far as they can without giving him the victory like they so love to do, it's going to be so heartbreaking to see him be the second to last guy, you know? Um, Sami Zayn, he'll be, he'll be out quick. Um, I think it's possible that if Uso, if that plan that I talked about with the Usos isn't a thing, um, then he'll, you know, they, they could, they could, I don't know, triple, whoever, however many guys are out there. Uh, what, what would it be? Five on one. Uh, Quinn, uh, Quinn, uh, Quintuplet. Yeah, Quinn, no, but that's yeah. a, that's babies. That's when they're babies. <laughs> <laughs> like you double team, you Quinn team someone. I, Quinn, all right. Quinn team. All right. What about, anyway, what you about, know what about King Corbin versus five babies? How much would you pay for that pay per view match? Just to see him like laughing and punching each baby. Um, I would pay to watch him win or that, lose that match. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> I honestly think if that was a plan that WWE had and you couldn't get it on the network, but you could only do it on pay-per-view, I'd probably pay the $70 for that HD pay-per-view. I'm like, <laughs> you don't like, we have a wrestling Twitter account. You don't want to miss all that gift glory of like Corbin laying out each baby, just punching them. Deep like, sixing babies. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! Knocked out my headphones. Don't say anything funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to deep six a baby? Uh, so man, who's your pick to get toppled by Rome? Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, all right. If I want to look, if I want to just pick this and go, man, I nailed it. Kevin Owens. Uh, I would love for Cesaro to win this. I think that would be amazing. Man, brothers, huh? Well, we did the whole card, Matt. We're in under. Uh... Just in under an hour and fifteen here. If we could get out the uh, the Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> grabbing my Twitter. Okay, uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We didn't do any of our stuff at the beginning of the show, uh, but uh, I do for any Red Wings fans out there. I just interviewed uh, someone that is is a close, used to be a close acquaintance because we he used to know my first name. We drifted apart. Now we came back together. Uh, and he joined us on our Red Wings podcast. He is the 26-year vet for the Detroit Red Wings in their play-by-play, Mr. Ken Kell himself. Um, super excited to get a chance to speak to him today. Mike, he is, he is now officially a friend of Red Wings. Of the Wings. show! Yeah, it was great. We haven't had anybody, uh, Mike, sit down with me for two hours to chit-chat post-interview. It wow. was an absolute joy. Uh, I'm glad to have Ken back in our circle and to have him as uh, as a, cl- a very close acquaintance and friend of the show. Um, but yeah, if you guys are Red Wings fans, please go check that out. We're going to do the live episode on Sunday so you guys can check out the interview and then it'll be on uh, podcasts everywhere on Monday. Uh, but for Brothers of Discussion, please, please, please hit that subscribe button right now. Uh, it's underneath. Oh, it's underneath Mike. Uh so hit that subscribe button, follow along with us. Uh, we want you guys along for the ride because we also have the same level of announcements coming for our wrestling podcast. Um, we're happy that you guys who, who subscribe now, we're happy to have you along. And uh, please uh, send us more comments. We want to get more of a conversation going. Um, hey, there we go, Greg. Go Wings! Go yes. Wings! Go Wings! 
And check us exactly. out, bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, we are still hiring for bloggers if you guys are interested. Um, we're in the midst of interviewing right now, and uh, we're going to be adding to the team. So uh, make sure that if you're interested, uh, don't hold back. Let us know because we want to have you. And, um, yeah, you can just go ahead and what? You can DM us on Twitter. You can DM us on brothers, brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. And uh, admin at bodpodcast.com is the old email. You guys can submit your work there and we'll, we'll judge you real quick. If you send us a blog uh, right off the bat, we'll let you know. Um, so that's uh, that's all the business. And uh, Mike, I think uh, we can sail off into the sunset. Oh, yeah. We'll see you Sunday for Elimination Chamber. Oh, that's right. And, and at BOD Podcast on Twitter if you guys want to listen to our live tweeting. And we, uh, tomorrow is SmackDown. So SmackDown and then Elimination.